Louise Bedford here. Just before we kick off with today's show, I wanted to let you know that for one week only, you can get up to 84% off a selection of my most popular trading education products available through tradinggame.com.au. Make no mistake. Your financial future is in your hands. So check out the audios, videos, and study courses that I have available at tradinggame.com.au. Now's your chance to develop your skills as a trader for up to 84% off, but only for the next week. Let's get on with the show. I'm Louise Bedford, the host of the Talking Trading Podcast. Each week, I bring you expert trading tactics so that you can excel in the markets. I love bringing you interviews and market wraps as well as solo episodes like this one so that you can keep up your motivation and continue trading with skill and clarity. Today, we're going to have a look at habit formation. You see, good traders are made, they're not born, they follow distinct behavior patterns that increase their probability for success. I love this quote from Brett Steenbarger, he's actually been on the show, he says, the right trading behaviors start as rules and evolve into habits. As a trader, you have so many choices to make. And each decision drains your cognitive endurance. Will gut feel be your guide? Or will you rely on the sound, logical stability of your trading plan? Will you choose a life of ease and rest? Or one of discipline and continued striving and education? Will you be satisfied to provide for the unreasonable demands of a boss? Or... Will you spread your trading wings and soar above your non-trading associates? Will you settle? Or will you obey your inner stirrings and yearnings for more and never feel complete until you conquer the markets and squirrel away the riches that you so justly deserve? You get to decide every single moment. And if we're not careful, decision fatigue can set in and it can set in hard. Sure, the first few decisions you make in the day might be carefully considered, but as the day wears on, each extra decision taxes your working memory and your ability to make additional decisions becomes worse. That is bad news for a trader. Consistency is really the name of the game here and that is why it is essential to get some of these decisions to be automatic so that it will mean that there's less cognitive load on you and you can stay fresh. We need to cover two areas in relation to the area of habit psychology. Firstly, we need to create good habits so that some of these key areas in your life can go on autopilot. And secondly, you also need to ditch maladaptive habits that can deplete your life. Both of these prongs are needed and both can help you move towards your goals. So let's have a look at how we form habits. According to the research of Jeremy Dean, who's the author of Making Habits, Breaking Habits, forming habits in comparison to breaking habits can take a different amount of time. 
Also, it can depend on the type of habit that you're aiming to form and your level of motivation and whether that habit is in alignment with your subconscious desires. The good news is that through repetition, you can exert conscious willpower and create and alter your own habits. And that's when the magic happens. That's when a behavior becomes hardwired in the brain. Miraculously, your working memory is less taxed and you really don't have to exert so much conscious effort. You see, your brain is always looking for ways to save effort and there's a process called chunking. It's a term introduced by Miller in 1956. It allows the brain to group several pieces of information together, but it's almost like it considers it to be one piece of information. And it has an impact on memory and all of skilled performance. Chunking allows multiple things that occur at the same time to be considered as one action by the brain and it frees up your mental capacity. So you can store, say, five to nine things in your brain, but if it's filed under just one file in your brain's filing cabinet and that one file is called a meaningful unit by your brain, then all you have to do is access that one file and da, 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 you've got seven, perhaps nine things at your fingertips. This concept is at the core of habit formation. It doesn't take conscious thought when it's a habit, so you're free to think of more complex things when you've put some of the basics of your life on autopilot. But here's the thing. When you pair certain behaviors in your brain, those parts in your brain fire automatically. So the habit formation reflects even in an MRI when a radiologist can scan your brain. And neurologists say that actions that wire together, fire together. So if your actions are repeated frequently, your brain's autopilot will chunk this information together. And it's not just in habits that involve the markets. That's why a beginner tennis player has to concentrate so hard on each part of connecting with that ball, whereas a professional tennis player, gosh, they look seemingly effortless when they hit that ball. It's like the brain converts a sequence of actions into an automatic routine. And that is the process of how habits are formed. So let's look at which areas in your life where you should form habits because this will have a big impact not only on your trading but also your life. So number one, managing your time. One of the key differences between the rich and the mediocre is the way that they manage their time. You've got to fight for your time so that you can do the things you really want to do in your life. You have to battle to stay on course because despite how well-meaning they may seem, your friends, your family, your workmates can become time vampires if you let them. They can inadvertently rob you of your time and that's just not good enough. You're going to have to fight for it. Plus, frankly, the ones that you love deserve focused attention rather than just you being there without your brain fully involved. However, without being a bit selfish, 
and striving to take control of your day, you'll probably just end up giving your kids or your spouse half your attention. The way I look at it is that common time bandits in my life are shoving their hands into my pocket and stealing my cash, as well as stealing the fun that I could have had if I was 100% present for my children. And I could never tolerate that, and neither should you. Toughen up. Say no to that extra drink after work where the conversation will probably end up like office bitchiness anyway. Refuse to continue talking on the phone to that relative or friend that manages to drag you down a notch. Keep your energy levels high and set mini goals with deadlines. And that way, when you achieve these goals, you get a little endorphin rush. You get to give yourself a well-deserved pat on the back. If you don't control your time, I guarantee you that others will. Embrace the fact that you need to put your needs, your goals and your prosperity above everyone else's goals. You can't allow anyone else to waste your most precious asset. So my challenge for you is to identify your time bandits and work out what you can do about them. Number two, the other area you should set habits is in your trading. Trading can drain you. There are habits you can form to make your journey much simpler. Actually, I'll give you an easy try this at home tip. As soon as you've finished this podcast, open up your calendar, and if it's an electronic calendar, schedule a time to review your trading plan. You see, trading plans should be reviewed at least once a year, and I'm not talking about endless rounds of fiddling with indicators. I think you should try to understand why you made the decisions that you did and isolate areas where you could have been irrational. Do this. It's a once a year review, actually, that you should aim for. Find your trading plan, dust it off, look at your past trades to see if you really followed your plan and look for flaws in your process. Try to imagine that an alternative trader was following your system. Would they get exactly the same results as you? And if not, your plan isn't anywhere near specific enough. I always think it takes around three years before a trader has any idea which way is up and so many quit prematurely. If you can just hang around and manage to stick in the arena, you're more likely to be successful. So keep cultivating those success habits because your equity curve really wants you to. You have more control than you think that you have. If you can formulate the right habits so that you can at least put some of them on autopilot, then you've got a chance of being able to do this thing. Number three, you need to manage the other areas of your life. Show me your calendar and I will show you your priorities in life. If you can't point to a time that you've purposefully blocked out in advance in your calendar, then you probably really don't value that activity. Block out time for your family, your future planning, your job and yourself in advance. And if you set it as an appointment in your calendar, you're more likely to take it more seriously and get more accomplished. 
One of the key similarities between successful people in all professions is that they start with the end result in mind. If they want to make a million bucks out of their business, they set up a business capable of generating that amount of profit. I know it sounds like such a simple concept, doesn't it? But successful people tend to develop an income that is level with their vision and their level of effort. But for some reason, when a lot of traders start trading, they shortchange their new venture and they strangle their own potential results. Contrary to what many people think, the adult brain is not hardwired. The neurons in your brain, they're not fixed. Your brain is actually very plastic and it's called neuroplasticity. It's like the ability of your brain to change continuously throughout your life. The connections between neurons in your brain, they're called synapses, and your synapses can strengthen or weaken over time, and your brain activity associated with a given function can even be transferred to a different location. It can be observed in microscopic changes in individual neurons, as well as large-scale changes, and that can happen sometimes in an injury. So these types of things, they are under our conscious control, even though we don't think of them in that way. Now, the fourth area that I feel you need to set new habits in is when you're looking to manage the grind. It continues to astonish me what a fantasy the general public has about being a trader. It's a rare day that I don't encounter someone who wants to switch places with me. Otherwise, sane people will tell me how much they envy me. I wish I could trade for a living, they tell me. I envy your discipline. But they usually utter that on the very same day that I've had to bribe myself with chocolate to fill in that damn form my accountant has been nagging me for. Interestingly, they never say... I wish I had your tenacity or oh, I wish I could stick with incredibly boring tasks for 30 years the way you have. I find it rather intriguing. You see, with trading, it's those qualities more than almost any other that creates bank accounts stuffed full of cash. The ability to stick with a task, even when you don't feel like it, that's what counts. Some trading days or weeks, it can seem like the market is literally throwing money your way and you can't put a foot wrong. These aren't the times when you need tenacity. It's usually when you're in a situation where you're not making as much money as you feel that you deserve. So let's look at a couple of the myths. Some people think that our brain stops changing after childhood. Look, your synapses are the greatest in number, actually, before puberty. And there's a process called synaptic pruning. The brain eliminates extra synapses that aren't being used. And that's probably why some of your childhood habits are so enduring. But that doesn't mean you can't change them as an adult. Your brain grows and changes your entire life, and it depends on which parts are actively used. The more you repeat an activity, the more that pathway becomes cemented in your brain. And that's the core of skilled practice. Another myth, 
Some people think we only use 10% of our brain. This is completely false. Oh my goodness, it keeps cropping up. There are so many researchers, but I'll just mention Wolf and Fisher. There are so many scientists around the globe. Brain imaging has yet to produce any evidence of any inactive part in a healthy brain. Knowledge about this area with neuroplasticity, it's so important when fostering a growth mindset. You might remember that I've spoken on the show about Carol Dweck, where you've got a fixed mindset, you think your basic qualities like intelligence and talent are fixed, and the other type of mindset is that you have a growth mindset. You believe you can gain knowledge and skills necessary to succeed, and that makes every challenge a learning opportunity. And we clearly as traders, want to come out on the growth mindset path. You see, trading is more like a marathon than a sprint. The first goal of trading is to preserve your capital. If you're out for the glamour of the quick dollar, your hard-earned money will be distributed into the hands of the professional traders. For you to go the distance, success habits have to be at the core of everything you do. Now, I'm going to give you something that I've distilled from a lot of different research sources. So if you are really into research and you want to see what I have been just totally diving into, I'm going to put the research notes in the show notes for this episode. You can read abstracts and discussions and double blinds and every type of test because there is so much to this. But otherwise, you can just go with my compilation because that can also be good. So I want to talk to you about how to create a habit in four simple steps. Creating a habit comes down to four things. Firstly, it must be easy to measure. Secondly, you have to be able to do it frequently or immediately with a high level of repetition. Frankly, this really summarizes why I can't change the time for daylight savings because it's only happening once or twice a year. Oh my gosh, it drives me crazy on the microwave. The habit also must give you some sort of reward because unless your behavior is rewarded, you won't repeat it. And here's a big one. You also have to be sure that you can do it. You have to be able to score at nine or 10 on a confidence scale. So if I asked you, how confident are you that you can do this habit? You would have to say, absolutely, because otherwise you're not going to be able to create a habit with that new behavior. So let's take a, a mini example. It's not trading related, but I know that you'll follow along. Let's say you're trying to remember to brush your teeth in the morning. It's an easy thing to measure. Plus you do it frequently because it's twice a day. But with this one, if it's the morning, it's once a day. And you could also potentially get that reward because that feeling of clean teeth, it's a beautiful thing. So you could emphasize that in your mind. And also, you'd have to feel that you can actually do that. You'd have to feel very sure, 9 or 10 on the confidence scale, that you could do it. So that's what it takes to create a habit 
The next thing would be, of course, for you to trigger that. You'd need perhaps an alarm or some other pairing method. So we've talked a lot about these types of things on the show, but I don't think I've ever given you those four steps before. We have to keep it simple because problems arise when things get too complicated. You know, one of my favorite mentoring methods is to strip out complexity. Yeah, you've got a multiple moving average, you've got an MACD divergence. Oh yes, I can barely see the price action. <laughs> Let's get rid of all of those. The further away you get from the price action, the less likely there is any evidence that any of it will bring in one extra dollar. Just try the simple stuff. Make a list of all of those other great complicated ideas and save it for later, but just go and make some money first. Unfortunately, as humans, our first inclination after getting a bit of success is to take our initial idea and then complicate the bejeebies out of it. And that's where things start to go off the rails. For 30 years, I've been cleaning up the mess of other traders who've done just that. I have been force-feeding clarity into chaos. I am begging you, taking you by the shoulders and giving you a little shake even to get this to sink in. Focus on the simple stuff that works well. Don't get lost in the delusion that complexity will lead you to more money. Simplicity and habit formation are the keys to effective trading. Now, I hope you've enjoyed this data-oriented habit formation episode. I'm really enjoying bringing you some of the latest research about trading and also about trading psychology because it is so important that we continue to improve our mindsets. Now, if you haven't told many of your friends that you're listening, I did hear somebody describe us as the best kept secret. Now, that's not where I want to be. Our podcast is so important to us and I don't know even why people are keeping it a secret. Please do chat with your friends. If they don't know how to get onto this podcast, show them how to subscribe because then they'll get automatic updates when we release new episodes. So make it a goal. Show three friends how to access this podcast. I'd love it and your friends would love it too. And I am absolutely guaranteeing that that will improve your level of conversation about money that you're going to have with those friends. It's been great chatting with you today and go out, make your week successful and happy trading.